Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. This is John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio. Welcome to our radio show tonight. However, we start off with a very somber situation as our country, the United States, has reached over 103,000 deaths because of Donald Trump's inaction And on the day that this happened, that we actually crossed 100,000 deaths, American lives, he didn't say a word. Instead, he wants to fight with Twitter, which is so asinine and immature, I can't even state. But uh, we do have Almost Woolworths with Woolworths and Nunn joining us. Hi, Almost. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. John Hollywood. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. What do you think about this with Donald Trump and the ignorance of him not realizing the the cost of American lives because of his inaction? What do I think? Well, I think that um, the facts are clear at this point that his he doesn't really care. And he doesn't have a policy. It's not that he's um, has a bad policy or that his policy doesn't make sense. He doesn't care. He doesn't have a policy as to how to deal with the COVID-19 crisis. And so, you know, when he, as you alluded to in your opening, when he attacks Twitter um, for facts checking him on election matters um it's just a distraction away from his complete and utter dearth of leadership and you know we i I like to always point this out if it's not twitter i mean excuse me it's not donald trump it's not one man it's donald trump and the gop and people like Kushner and McConnell and um, all of his very, and Fox News and Hannity. It's, it's all of the, uh, all of the above who are responsible for this callous loss of life. Yes, Trump's the figurehead and yes, he's the most important. and He's also ultimately responsible, but it's not just him. It's all of them. Oh, absolutely. And I agree with that, but I wanted to, when we were going to. We're also going to talk about Trump forcing churches to open, but Trump Trump just yeah. signed an executive order that mm-hmm. um, let's see, social media companies by signing the executive order that aims to uh, curtail their legal liability protections two days after Twitter slapped fact check labels to only two of Donald Trump's tweets about fraud and mail-in voting for the first time. Mm-hmm. This executive so, order is bogus, right? It's completely unconstitutional. There's what you're describing and the, the real words, and not that Donald Trump knows this, but because 
you're asking me a technical legal question, I'll give you a technical legal answer, is it's a prior restraint on free speech, um, which has been repeatedly struck down uh, by the courts in all kinds of cases. I can like make case citations for you, but basically the most important one is uh, a case that the New York Times had in the 1970s um, about essentially uh, the government policing the press's ability to hold the government accountable. And the Supreme Court of the United States has routinely and over and over held that the government can't do that. So, you know, this executive order that was, I, I did not realize it had actually been signed. This executive order that apparently was just signed, yes, it has legal force and effect, but it will be immediately challenged in the courts and will very, very likely be struck down. So he's just wasting time deflecting away from his policy failures on COVID and other matters. I mean, there's multiple policy failures. Well, it says my executive order further instructed the Federal Trade Commission to prohibit social media companies from engaging in deceptive acts or practices, said the commander in chief. Ugh, throw mm -hmm. up in my mouth. That I have to actually say that. Um, <laughs> who is it? one point held up a copy of Thursday's New York Post featuring a leader, member of Twitter policy team, who once called the president a racist and a tangine. What the hell is that? Well, perhaps tangerine or tangerine. I mean, tangerine is like, a, like from Moroccan cooking, but I don't think that's what that is. No, I think it's a tangine. Yeah, so, no, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> like the the normal course of an executive order is that mm -hmm. it would go into effect. And what does that mean? I mean, Twitter can't do any business anymore? Or I'm not understanding. Oh, oh. Uh, so in a, a more typical executive order that wasn't so blatantly unconstitutional on its face and obviously retaliatory for a single incident that occurred in the real world. Like a more normal executive order is essentially an interpretation of um, a law or a regulation that has been enacted so that the executive branch um, knows how to appropriately respond and enforce that law. So, you know, exec a lot of executive orders end up being complicated and they're to do with um, things like exactly, exactly how to police an environmental regulation. You know, how many parts per million are allowed in a pollution, uh, pollution are allowed. That's the kind of thing that in a more normal time, an executive order would cover. Basically, there are orders from the commander-in-chief to the executive branch of the federal government saying, this is how you're going to execute this law that the Congress passed. Now, there's been critique over the last mm, 15, 20, actually longer than that, over the last 40 or so years, where presidents of the United States of both parties, you know, Clinton, Obama, Bush and Bush too, all did this, try to expand the authority of the executive by issuing more and more expansive executive orders. You may recall 
the executive order that Obama put into place making DACA legal for deferred action for childhood arrivals for um, uh, children who are brought to America illegally when they're very, very young. Um, yeah, something that actually would, would means be, Yes. So, so that, that executive actually. order was probably unconstitutional. It, it was probably an overreach of the executive's authority, and that was Obama. But nobody, I, I don't recall, and I may be missing something from like long, long, long ago in history of America, but I don't recall there ever being an executive order of this character where he's basically <laughs> whining about um, – a single incident that occurred and saying, because of that, the FCC is stripping them of their power. That's just like not how it normally works. So your question of what's supposed to happen, I don't know. It's a very unusual situation. Well, I just logged onto our Twitter account and I had no problem mm -hmm. logging onto it. There was nothing special. That... The order goes on to direct federal agencies to look now place new regulations on the giant mm -hmm. tech giants like Twitter, Facebook, Google, which are which are also owned by YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just I don't right. see how this says any help. Well, and that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, I, I a little bit I'm flying blind because I'm advising about an order that I don't have in front of me, like the actual. You're clearly reading from a document, and I, I don't have it. Um, but that that being said. It, it sounds to me like he's not really doing anything through that order. He's just saying, we're going to study how to take their rights away. Um, Which is pretty much what he did with all of the, like, 40 executive orders he signed since he stepped into office. I mean, I think he signed more executive orders than any other president, and most of I them believe were that that's accurate. I, I, I believe that that's accurate. I don't know. The bogus part, I'm, I'm not sure about. I think some of them actually are legally effective and um, constitutional and done correctly. But I, I, because you understand that, you know, as I just described, some, a lot of these executive orders are often complicated um, and they're policy details. It's the real nitty gritty of what the government does. And um, Donald Trump is just not that guy. He's not a policy detail guy. He never has been. So, you know, other people draft them for him and he signs them. Some of the stuff that he obviously cooked up on his own, things like the Muslim travel ban that he tried oh, to do via executive order. Right. That was an executive order, and they had to redo it like four times because it was so obviously racist, the first three, and the fourth one barely snuck through. Um, and it just completely caused chaos in our airports, everywhere around the country. I mean, right. that was probably the worst executive order ever issued in the history of the United States, in my opinion. I don't think that that's a crazy statement to make. I would have to study to really agree with you, but I, de I generally agree that it was a poor order. So let's move on real quick to churches. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is insisting that he is going to issue another executive order, that mm -hmm. he's going to force churches to open even though the churches don't want to. Does he have the authority to do that? What, well, I think the answer is no. Um, my understanding 
is that without is that each governor's order is what applies to whether or not certain businesses are open and closed. And you may recall a couple of months ago when it became really clear that the federal government did not have a plan, a comprehensive plan for testing and contract tracing like you see in other countries that are successful in their fight against COVID-19, like South Korea and New Zealand. The federal government did not have a plan, and Trump said, it's all on the states. The states are the ones who have to get this testing right, and we'll let them, we'll let them go. You remember that? Then, then for him to come out a month and a half later, or however long it's been, and say, actually, I'm overriding the states, open the churches. Um, it's hypocritical, and whether or not he has the legal authority to do so, I have a feeling that uh, governors in democratic states like Gavin Newsom in California are going to ignore that order. Um, exactly, because Trump has no power, constitutional power whatsoever, if my understanding is correct, over states, mm -hmm. period. It's the governors. Well, it's weird. The Tenth Amendment, okay, there's the, the, the vertical federalism that you're describing is a very complicated constitutional topic, and he does have some power over the states. It's not absolute power. Um, and to the extent that there's no federal legislation, and he's trying to do it all through executive order or Twitter edict, um, then, of course, he probably did not have that constitutional power. Um, again, you know, a lot of the question of what is and isn't constitutional is, is ultimately decided by the United States Supreme Court. And a lot of what's happening is so unprecedented. Um, there is no precedent. I'm not talking about the president of the United States, different word. It's so unprecedented that it's hard for me to look at prior Supreme Court decisions or other similar things that have happened in American history to say, aha, this is what the Supreme Court would decide if they actually ruled on this measure. Because it's just so out of bounds that it's, it's never happened before. And all it is is a distraction, which is really sad and pathetic. Mm -hmm. Because that's really, that's all it is. All right, almost. We're going to go ahead and give you a closing argument. Sure, sure. Yes, sir. But I want to actually make a point to your listeners with regards to a um, another thing that I heard about this week that is under the radar because of COVID. And apparently there was a, an Islamic terrorist attack in a naval base in Florida, where a Saudi Arabian Navy pilot shot a bunch of people, and it was confirmed by our intelligence community that he had, was linked to Al-Qaeda and was probably trained by funding from the Saudi Arabian government. And this is the same week that Mike Pompeo, our Secretary of State, is trying to do another illegal and unadvisable, illegal and unadvisable arms sale to Saudi Arabia. Um, that we had a the first terrorist attack, Muslim terrorist attack, 
um, on foreign so on American soil since 9-11. And it basically went unreported in the news, and it is not a scandal of national proportions, is a huge problem for the Democrats. They need to do better on messaging. This election is going to be close. Trump has no legs to stand on, and he's going to try to cheat, and he's going to deflect and distract. And the Democrats need to do better on messaging if they hope to win, and they hope to win convincingly, which is what the country desperately needs in November. So yes, um, I appreciate your time this afternoon, and um, if that's it, I'll bid you adieu. Well, thank you so much, Almost. We'll see you next week, and I greatly thank appreciate you, you as always. No problem. Goodbye. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, so that was Almost Woolworths with Woolworths and None. 972-866-4852. That's 972-866-4852. You can also reach him at um, info at com. He's our constitutional lawyer, and he just gave us his opinion of the new executive order that the president of the United States just signed, not mentioning hardly at all the fact that over 100,000 people have died because of the incompetence of this attorney. Don't touch that dial, guys. We'll be right back when we come back. Our brand new official co-host, Will Cobb, will be joining us live. This is All You Need to Know Radio. First, we'll be on Blog Talk Radio and brought to you this week by American Wealth Group. USA. We'll be right back. I think I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year. Of course you can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Rob? Things will be tight, but we can make this work. That's great. Okay. <laughs> now. What about your dream car? This is my dream now. <laughs> Principal, we can help you plan for that. Sometimes it goes up on hot summer days, and sometimes it goes down when there's a lot of energy on the grid. But most of the time, it stays right around here. Now, all those other guys, you know, the ones that have been preying on you, your parents, and your neighbors for the past 20 years, they buy electricity at the wholesale price, mark it up, and then sell it to you at a fixed rate. And they don't just mark it up by a little, but by a lot. All the way up here a lot. These are savings that should be going into your pockets. Instead, they pay less while you continue to pay the same fixed rate up here all the time. Until pretty time. We use technology and industry expertise to build a platform that cuts out unnecessary costs and connects you directly to the wholesale price of electricity. There are no markups, no contracts, and no early termination fees. For a monthly membership subscription, you're only charged what it costs to produce and transport your energy. It really is that simple. Go to gogritty.com to learn more. 
person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. These droplets can spread to the mouth, nose, or hands of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. Take steps to lower your risk of getting sick. Here are some things you should do. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. You can also use hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. Take extra measures to put distance between yourself and others. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home if you're sick, except to get medical care. If you have severe symptoms, please call 911. Cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue or the inside of your elbow. Only wear a face mask if you're sick and around other people, or if you need to take care of someone who is sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Older adults and people who have severe chronic medical conditions, like heart or lung disease or diabetes, are at higher risk for more serious illness from COVID-19. This group should consult with their healthcare provider about additional steps to stay protected. For more information on COVID-19, please visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Crazy train. I thought there was a very apropos that I really feel like we're on a crazy, crazy train in our lives. Let's welcome our official co-host, Will Cobb. How you doing, Will? Hey, John Hollywood. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm a little somber with uh, the death rate that we have lost over 100,000 Americans that we did not need to lose. Uh, you know, some statistics have come out lately saying that if we would have just started the social distancing, we could have saved over 36,000 people's lives. And no one seems to be that, paying attention to it. Well, that statistic came from Columbia University in New York, and it was very interesting that immediately following, the president turned around and called them a liberal deranged university. And, you know, this kind of goes back to a lot of the stuff he's been doing on Twitter. When you do that, you know, a lot of his supporters, as we know, like to carry around guns and get pretty upset. And now he's attacking universities where our students go, young people. So that really makes me nervous. Makes me angry more than nervous. I'm so sick of this man. I just cannot even. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is just that he's just a he's just an old man set in his ways. And he is trying to do everything he can because he's worried about being arrested if he's not reelected. That's probably really true. And, you know, what's you know, you guys were talking about Twitter and what really started all this for him on Twitter was he has decided that he's going to spread a conspiracy theory about Joe Scarborough, who is on the what is that? What is it? The Morning Joe Morning, Morning Joe. television show. 
Yeah. Right. And that and what he's saying is that one of the people who worked for Joe Scarborough, who had a heart condition and collapsed, hit her head on a desk. And that's been proven. And the family knows this and her widower knows this. And he's now spreading conspiracy theories, saying that Joe Scarborough murdered this woman. Well, well I, I don't know. But of course, people are saying this. And the problem with that is is that's just a blatant conspiracy theory. And I actually read something in the New York Times today that said that one could actually get him in legal trouble, too. So Absolutely. It's accusing like someone of murder. Right. And, and so, you know, when, when you have a man who is sitting here attacking people left and right on Twitter, the problem is they don't have Secret Service like he does. So, you know, he's putting a lot of people's lives in danger, not to mention he's certainly really kind of, you know, really upset this woman's widower and he's he wrote twitter and asked them to please take it down they did not but the day following as he started to spread conspiracy theory about mail-in voting which are not proven put a disclaimer and that's what trump's so angry about on twitter well and the really good thing that i liked about it is that uh Malika, is that her name i can't say her name but his actual Absolutely. it very clearly says in their terms and conditions you cannot say hateful things on twitter and not be banned or not be suspended oh absolutely you know if i went on twitter tomorrow and said john hollywood killed so and so and so and so that would be down the minute you reported it right why do you think that the but president's any different to these people because of the president because he's you know he he, he uh, you know he, he's he's the president of the united states and they feel like if they take his stuff down that he'll do exactly what he's saying, and that'll be a big congressional blowout. We'll get Congress involved, and they'll try to, you know, either shut Twitter down or force them. So I think what they're trying to do is not end up in a situation where they're forced. Hmm. Now, you heard what Almost was saying about the, and I'll just say it out loud, bogus executive order that he signed. What's your opinion about that? Well, I think what almost almost was great talking about that, but I think what we it didn't go quite far enough. And you were asking what you think is going to happen, and in my opinion, what's going to happen is Twitter is going to continue to do what they're doing. They're just not going to listen to this executive order, thus forcing it either to go to court or the legislature, because this executive order obviously is not going to really be able to stand because it does try to step in the way of free speech. Trump wants to be able to say anything he wants. But if anyone replies to him and he doesn't like what they say, then he wants to censor them. And he's been doing that all along. He uses Twitter as his personal communication device to the American people. But if you say anything he doesn't like on Twitter, he blocks you, which technically I think if that went to court, he wouldn't be able to do that because that's the way he communicates. I mean, I've actually had a conversation with Donald Trump on Twitter before, and I basically told him what – the worst president that I thought he was. And all he did was respond to me saying that I was just a Trump hater. And I responded to him that I don't know you to hate you, sir. I just hate your actions. And he never responded to me again. That was a few years ago. I wish I could find that tweet, but hundreds of thousands later. Are still account? No, I'm not blocked. you still on? I don't follow him. All I do is there's a way you go in and you can reply and be part of the thread of the tweet, and you don't actually have to follow him to actually contact him. Ah. So there's a little little Good for you. Fight with the press. A little bit of history in there. (laughs) A little mystery. 
anything about social John media. Hollywood I fight know. with the president. <laughs> you know, but I, it's not what I'm wanting to do. It's just that, you know, I sit here in the studio and, you know, as we got ready to start the show, I was like, no, stop that. I just want to go in cold, you know, sober. We're, this is a sober moment in our life that we are, you know, somber moment that we are waking up to 103,000 Americans have died and counting. And did you see the pictures of the people that are idiots going to pool parties with no mask, no type of protection whatsoever? But I saw at least 100 people in each picture. They don't care. They, you know, they really don't care. They, especially, especially younger people, just don't understand that it's not necessarily about protecting themselves. Although uh, there is, in I read today or saw today in Washington State, the second wave is now hitting Washington State of COVID, and the majority of people getting it under forty. Exactly, and you know, we used to make fun of Chinese people that walked around the United States with, with masks on all the time. Do you remember that time? And it's still going on. Well, that's, that's been long part of Asian culture. culture. You'll, you'll see that with many Asian countries will wear masks. It's and part and of now culture. we know why, though. Because I think they've had like four deaths or something like that, is what I heard since well, all this is no, going no. on. So South Korea did the very best in fighting it. China, of course, did have acres of deaths because it started there, and they truthfully probably underreported what was going on. So um, you had a lot of deaths in China, but you didn't see nearly as many in some of the Asian countries because of that, but also because they were very quick and very firm in their policies about social distancing and quarantining. And like you said, the problem with Trump's whole position on this is that he took months to actually stand up and do much of anything about it. Kept saying over and over and over, you know, it's going away. The minute it's hot, it's going to be gone next week. We're going to have a, a, a vaccine tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. So he kind of assuaged the American people not to worry about it as much. And then you have all the millions of mixed messages. You have, you know, at one point they're saying wear masks. At another point, don't wear masks. I'm not going to wear a mask because it would make me look unattractive, you know. And frankly, let's face it, the man just needs to wear a bag. <laughs> exactly. So right. it's well, a lot, of, that it's a lot of mixed messages. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I do. I do. Well, all right, guys. So that music means we need to pay some bills. Uh, you're listening to All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood, and your official co-host, Will Cobb. When we come back, we're going to discuss the murder and for no reason, using a chokehold that has been outlawed for years and why they, that this country, this uh, state has not already charged these officers with murder, I don't know. Will and I are going to get into it when we come back. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio. Don't touch that dial. Today's show is brought to you by American Wealth Group USA. Find them on the Internet. We'll be right back. Let that sink in. 
everybody. Let me start by saying the obvious. These aren't normal times. As we all manage our way through a pandemic unlike anything we've seen in a century, Michelle and I hope that you and your families are safe and well. If you've lost somebody to this virus, or if someone in your life is sick, or if you're one of the millions suffering economic hardship, please know that you're in our prayers. Please know that you're not alone. Because now's the time for all of us to help where we can and to be there for each other as neighbors, as co-workers, and as fellow citizens. In fact, over the past weeks, we've seen plenty of examples of the kind of courage, kindness, and selflessness that we're going to need to get through one of the most difficult times in our history. Michelle and I have been amazed at the incredible bravery of our medical professionals who are putting their lives on the line to save others, the public servants and health officials battling this disease, the workers taking risks every day to keep our economy running, and everyone who's making their own sacrifice at home with their families, all for the greater good. But if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that the spirit of looking out for one another can't be restricted to our homes or our workplaces or our neighborhoods or our houses of worship. It also has to be reflected in our national government. The kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience, honesty and humility, empathy and grace. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for president of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made. And he became a close friend. Less than two years ago, mortgage rates were between 55 and 6%. Do you know right now mortgage rates are nearly half of that? You can call TexasLending.com and may be able to drop your mortgage rate in half. Call 972-387-4600 or go online and apply with TexasLending.com. If you save just 1% on a $240,000 mortgage loan, you may save up to $200 every month in interest. Apply that savings towards your mortgage Pay it off faster. Call TexasLending.com today, 972-387-4600. We won the Consumer's Choice Award for the last 13 years. Call right now. Talk with a live person for a free quote, 972-387-4600, TexasLending.com. When you think Forty-one hundred Alpha Road, Suite three hundred, Dallas, Texas seven five two four four, and MLS number one three seven 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 three. Equal housing lender. I think I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year. Of course she can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Be tight, but we can make this work. That's great. Okay. <laughs> now. Wait, Grandpa, what about your dream car? This is my dream now.
principal. We can help you plan for that. Spread mainly from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. These droplets can spread to the mouth, nose, or hands of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. Take steps to lower your risk of getting sick. Here are some things you should do. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. You can also use hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. Take extra measures to put distance between yourself and others. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home if you're sick, except to get medical care. If you have severe symptoms, please call 911. Cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue or the inside of your elbow. Only wear a face mask if you're sick and around other people, or if you need to take care of someone who is sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Older adults and people who have severe chronic medical conditions, like heart or lung disease or diabetes, are at higher risk for more serious illness from COVID-19. This group should consult with their healthcare provider about additional steps to stay protected. For more information on COVID-19, please visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by American Wealth USA Group, 972-762-3120. Kind of got slipped in a number while we were on break. All right, Will, so let's move to another situation that is completely destroying our country. And we talk about current events, and that's where the show is called All You Need to Know Radio. What do you think about what's going on in Minneapolis? Well, that's just crazy. You know, it's, you know, we've, we've been living in a country where, you know, it is dangerous to barbecue if you're black or it's dangerous to go to a gym. I just saw a video today of, of, of men who were leasing a uh, office in and using the office's gym, and it was a group of African-American men, and this white guy is just yelling at them and calling the police because, they you know, he believes they've come in off the street. But in the George Floyd case in Minneapolis, it's just a... It's the strangest thing I, I've ever, I think I've ever seen in, in one of the most violent and horrifying. I mean, it's almost hard. I mean, it, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch all the way through. You know, so they say that George Floyd may have been intoxicated and that he was trying the, – the, the alleged crime he was up to, according to the police, was that he was trying to forge or pass forge checks in a, in a store, but the man wasn't armed, so – I wish we could see, and don't you wish we could see what happened right before he was on the ground? Because they have him on the ground, they have him in handcuffs, and to me, that's about as far as you need to go. Where was he going to go? He's already on the ground with his hands behind his back. You couldn't have even gotten up, and yet this man sat on his throat 
for 10 minutes until he had, you know, until he basically had a stroke and died. Yeah, he's screaming, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. He's screaming, I can't can't breathe. People were telling the cop to, you know, check his pulse, get up off of him. And that cop just stood there, I mean, just ice cold. You know, you know, I, I think I may have mistaken, but there's, there's a meme going around of him wearing a Make America white hat. And I think that that's now been proven false. That said, I did see um, a, a clip of him at a Trump rally, you know, standing there in his red Make America Great shirt. And I think I said something yesterday to somebody, and I think it's real important to remember this as far as when we're going uh, forward voting. I don't believe that all of Trump supporters are racist, but I do believe that majority of them racists are. are Trump supporters. And if you're going to be a Trump supporter, then if he's a racist, you're a racist, in my opinion. Because if you support a racist, you're a racist. I think, though, one of the problems, I think that, that, that that's a smart statement, but I think where it blanks is I think so many people who support Mr. Trump are not very tuned into what's going on in the world. You know, and, and, I, and they're certainly, we know, getting their news from one source. Exactly, yeah. And that's a bunch of lies. Fox News, Fox News isn't showing racist. You know, they're going to spin it that anything that ever happens isn't racist. I was trying to search Donald Trump's Twitter because I know that he did say something about it. Do you know if he actually even made a comment about the murder? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. But, you know, the overall arching thing about this, about George Floydine, on the same week, I presume you saw Amy Cooper in New York in Central Park going off on a black guy. Did you see that clip? Screaming about a black guy that was what? videotaping her or something? What was so going on he's, with that? He's a bird watcher. He's a bird watcher. He's in the Bramble, which is a large section of Central Park, and the Bramble is the more natural. It has less trails and things like that. Now, Central Park has a very sta- standing rule that you must have your dog on a leash. She did not have her dog on a leash, so he asked her to leash her dog. And from that moment on, she went completely ballistic, got in his face way too close for social distancing, and called the police and said, a black man is threatening my life. Now, he never at one point did that. Meanwhile, she's literally about to hang the dog. She now has it on a leash, and she, I mean, she's got it up in the air off its feet by its collar. And so, I thought I saw that case, too. Yeah, in her case, she lost her job, and she lost her dog. She had to surrender her dog. You know, and of course, she made a, she'll probably get charged for making a false police call. But you know, it's just it's just really shocking that America isn't even close to passing this point to where a cop can sit on somebody's throat or you can, you know, call somebody for walking down the street. You know, it's just nuts. Well, I'm reading right now that the officer who knelt on Floyd's neck had 18 complaints. See, why does an well, officer, why should an officer be on the street? If you have more than five complaints, I mean, if well, I think the city of Minneapolis, and I think not only the police department but the mayor and everybody else, they have a lot of explaining to do. How somebody who is obviously this brutal and this big of a sociopath is on the force, especially now that you're saying he has 18 complaints against him. 
Exactly. It says the former Minneapolis police officer seen in the video, his knee on George Floyd's neck, had 18 prior complaints filed against him with the Minneapolis Police Department Internal Affairs, according to the police department. It's unclear what the internal affairs complaints against the officer were, as there have not been provided any details as of yet. Corbett was fired this week along with three other officers. I didn't know they got fired. So they were fired. Yeah, they, they were fired. They were, so they now they're just looking at murder charges. Right. You think that'll happen? I don't think that the guys watching are going to get murdered. They may get accessory, but I think that I honestly think in order to, you know, right now people are rioting. And so I think in order to calm that, they're going to have to charge him. And, and rightfully so. I think the man should go away for a lot. Absolutely. This this man that was killed said that they woke, he, she woke up to the city burning, and that would be the last thing that Floyd would have wanted. Apparently, this was you know, a really nice guy. I, I mean, it sounds – I mean, I, I don't know if he was nice or not. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know uh, – that, you know, he was just, I, and I don't even know if they've actually proven that he was trying to for, pass forged checks. That may be the case. But if he was trying to pass forged uh, checks without being armed, then what happened to him, whether he was committing a crime or not, the, the, what, what happened to him was just so extreme. Yeah, it was completely excessive force, big time. And I personally think that they also be charged with murder because they could have stopped it. They could have stopped it. They could have got the guy. Absolutely. It's not no, like they it, could it, not they have could pulled have the guy's knee off his neck. They could have stopped it. And the fact that they're just standing there watching is, is another shocking thing. And, and, and the fact that, you know, that the people who were begging the cop to get off of it couldn't do anything. I mean, it's truly terrible. I mean, but I think what's important, and I think what I, that, that the message here, I've noticed that a lot of people on social media are not really talking about this, just like almost mentioned, people are not talking about, um, you know, the, uh, the Saudi Arabian who killed the folks at the naval base. But I think the important thing is that, it, you know, if you are an Anglo or a white person, it's important to talk about these kind of things on social media and to your friends because living in America while being black is a real scary proposition. And I think that people who are not minorities in the country should talk about this on a regular basis so people cannot be so desensitized to this kind of thing. And it is, they are completely desensitized to it. I mean, that's where it comes down to. They really are desensitized to it. And for me, that's just a shame. Well, it's not happening to them. So I think that's why it's important to have these kind of discussions. It's important for parents to talk about this with their children. It's, a, it's important for communities to talk about this. It's important to say, you know, it's not acceptable, and you don't need to call the police because you see a black person barbecuing, or you don't need to call the police because somebody's walking down the street, or you don't need to shoot a man who's jogging. I mean, that case just happened. I know. How great. It's just crazy and these are all black men right oh yeah so, so far i mean in this last round it's all been black men i can't so can once you imagine again, we're just being an african-american mother crap. but can you imagine john being an african-american mother and raising a son how terrifying that would be 
I'd be no. every time my kid went outside. Exactly. I mean, you have to tell them to keep to yourself. Don't don't disrespect police officers. Keep your hands where they can see them. And I mean, I, I really just can't well, even. Down to, I saw a clip a while back where black women are telling their sons, you can't wear hoodies. I know. So can you now imagine, they're even, you know, that's not, yeah, that's not something you and I go through every day. If we want to wear a hoodie, we don't even think about it. Exactly. And it should be the exact same for every single American. I mean, it shouldn't be a situation. You know, I talked to a police officer because, you know, about wearing masks because you have to wear a mask everywhere you go now. And I asked him, I said, if somebody has a bandana around them, how do you know they're not going to rob somewhere? And the police officer was like, that's a good point. We haven't reached that point yet. We're just trying to deal with the COVID stuff we're dealing with right now. So before let's move to, I, before, go ahead, I'm sorry. I said before I was wearing medical masks, I was wearing this big black kind of bandana around my face, and I did look like a bank robber. <laughs> all right, so now we're going to move to Facebook. From all you need to know, radio's friends, say the craziest things. So we posted Trump threatens to crack down on social media platforms after Twitter labels his So here's what we got. Jessica Rowland said he's trying to take everyone and everything down with him. Then Bo Crowley responds to Jessica saying if he should if he should if he could get fact checked, so should everyone else, including this page. <laughs> we'll make it very clear. All you need to know radio on any of its social media does not post fake news. And if you don't like what we're posting, unlike us, don't follow us. We don't need you. We only want people that want to make things better. Uh, then Bo Crowley said, or Dixie Wilhelmer said to Bo Crowley says, I bet your tears are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Crowley responds to Dixie saying, there probably are because they are so very rare. I'm willing to bet a shiny nickel your tears taste like garbage and pure defeat of life. And Dickie responded, garbage for sure, Dr. Gold. <laughs> you know, that's Isn't a that just good, funny, though, that people take the time to put that kind of crap on the Internet? Well, and it's a, it's a good example. It's the first thing you got to do online. When you're having a discussion with anybody, even if you don't agree, this is the first thing you got to do is go to name calling, just like the president does, because you know leadership from the top, right? So much winning. But if the first thing you do is when you're online is you go to start name calling and everything else, then frankly you're just not smart enough to be online. There should be an IQ test you should have to take before you get, you know, like you get your driver's license and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, posting while being idiotic. Exactly. So the fact that Donald Trump is saying he is not going to wear a mask, let's move to this. I've got 30 people, and every one of them say because Donald Trump is not going to wear one, he's not going to either, or they're not going to either. Does that mean that he's going to pay their fines that they'll be charged? Of course not. 
but let's face it, you know, here's the thing. I, I'm sure you've been moving around the city like I have, and, you, you know, I'm seeing lots of people not wearing masks. Lots and lots. It's crazy. So we're going to listen to this one thing about these people that are interviewed on the beach about not, you know, wearing any protective gear whatsoever. So get ready because it's pretty incredible. I mean, if he's not wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. If he's not worried, I'm not worried. The president. Yes, sir. I mean, everybody's got to go somehow. You know what I mean? You mean die? Yeah, but in a way, like, I mean, I don't want to die, but, I mean, if that's what God has in store for my life, then that's okay. Do you have any concerns about being at the beach with so many people with your children? Not at all. How come you're not worried at all that someone could be sick and walk by you and get you sick? Because it's there's enough wind and air that's going to clear it all out of here. Yeah, but the wind and the air don't clear it away. Well, there's no proof of anything like that. There's wind and air everywhere in this world. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about it at all. My family has the same mindset as me, and um, uh, we kind of just agreed that uh, if we get it, we get it. Um, we're going to handle it as a family and just get over it because that's what a family does. When it's my time to go, it's just my time to go. I did. When it comes to coronavirus, medical experts will tell you they're very concerned about the immediate future here in Alabama. On this beach, though, your eyes and ears will tell you something much different. Just like the flu, right? Well, it's not just like the flu. It's well, I mean, far people, more contagious. Well, I know, but people die from the flu also. They do die from so, the flu. So, to me, that's, that's just the way I look at it. Groups are supposed to be six feet away from each other. Police work to enforce that. The groups are also ordered to only consist of people who live in the same household. There is no active effort to enforce that. I'm just here just to have fun and meet everybody and just be cool, you know. And then there is the issue of masks. We saw a grand total of zero being worn on the beach. Do you ever wear a mask? No. My wife and kids do. I don't. How come you don't? I just feel comfortable that I'm going to be okay. But the mask isn't to keep you okay. It's to keep your wife and kids okay. To protect them. I get it. I get it. Uh, the survival rate is so high. I think you're not worried about them getting sick because I they're going to live. I, I, we're all going to get sick for something eventually. I mean, if he's not wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. If he's not worried, I'm not worried. The president. Yes, sir. Some restaurants have them. But at others, where we arrived unannounced and shot cell phone video, employees were not wearing masks. The manager here telling us after our visit, he has now given masks to his employees with instructions to wear them. At this other restaurant bar, where we also saw no employees wearing masks, the manager told us they will continue not wearing them because she wants it that way, despite it violating the state order. Traffic very heavy in Alabama's beach towns. All nearby hotels sold out as the holiday weekend began. Alabama is back in business. COVID surge or not. In an interview that there is absolutely worth listening to a possible sequel. I think that it's something Bette Midler would do to the actual Facebook page. Nope, dead air. No, 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 sir. You can still not hear anything. 
Nope. We'll, we'll, uh, we're gonna have we'll, to... we'll definitely post that to the actual Facebook page because I really want people to hear it because of the fact that it's pretty sad that there are that many ignorant people out there. So now let's move to our entertainment watch. I think you'll be kind of excited about that. Are you ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, don't lose hope on Hocus Pocus sequel. We now have heard for a couple of months since everything is going around about the up and coming film. Sarah Jessica Parker just said it in an interview that there is absolutely worth listening to a possible sequel. I think that it's something Bette Midler would do, and I likely would be hospitable to the ideas she shared in a tease for Friday's upcoming episode. Are you a Hocus Pocus fan? I love Hocus Pocus. I love Bette Midler. I actually met Bette Midler once, and she is so tiny. She is tiny, isn't she? But I'm still kind of mad about Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm a Sarah Jessica Parker fan. Lots of people are not Sarah Jessica Parker fans, and I never got it because she comes across as really funny and genuine. And the sad thing is, is I know really one of my closest friends is really a good friend and had a show produced by Darren Starr, who, of course, did Sex in the City. So I'm like two degrees separation uh, away from Sarah Jessica Parker. And I think the biggest disappointment in my life when I lived in New York is she never invited me to lunch. <laughs> I can understand Doesn't that for know sure. Who I think I am? Exactly. Exactly. I know exactly who Speaking you up, are. I've got, a great, I've got a great story for you. You're going to appreciate it. And this is going to make you smile, John Hollywood. That same producer I am editing, a, or the same producer that I just mentioned who's friends with Darren Stark, I'm editing a cookbook for her. And she's a notorious conservative. And I'm actually just taking a break to do the show with you. So I'm actually on that notorious conservative's patio. So your show, your very left-leaning show, is being beamed live from a conservative patio. You want to tell us what city? Dallas, Texas. You're still in Dallas, Texas. All right. Uh All right, guys. So uh, sorry the show's kind of moving a little slow and I'll tell you, you know, the why is just, I'm just in a, a, a somber mood. I, I hate the fact that the, the best country in the world, you know, the richest country in the world, and we could not stop 100,000 people from dying. And so it's like emotionally affected me. So please accept my sincere apologies. But we're going to do our song pick of the week real quick. And it's new, and it's dangerous, and it's Lindsay Lohan, the one and only who did Parent Trap, you know, with the double double roll as twins. But it's brand new. Mean girl. It, that's right. It's called Xanax. Take a listen, guys. Only one reason I can't 
You Need to Know Radio song pick of the week, and it's by the actress, uh, pop star too, Lindsay Lohan. What would you think of the song? Me? Of course. Hmm. Well, uh, I'd have to listen to it. By the way, you can also get the song on iTunes and on Google Play and everywhere right now. It, it takes me a little time to listen to a song and see if I like it, but I got to say, that's pretty auto-tuned. <laughs> it is auto-tuned, but listen to the words of what she's talking about, though. It's like her life. She's finally admitting she was a party girl. <laughs> I guess she probably doesn't care since she's married to a billionaire prince now. I didn't know that. Yes, she is. So Ooh, we'll talk well, about hey. that off air. All right, guys, so we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, please accept my sincere apologies for not being my upbeat, exciting self. Very just a somber day in the United States that we have a committee that I do want to be honest. He did uh, put this on Facebook. We have, or actually on Twitter, we have just reached a very sad milestone with the corona pandemic deaths reaching 100,000. To all the family and friends of those who have passed, I want to extend my heartfelt sympathy and love for everything that these great people stood for and respect. God be with you. First of all, Donald Trump did not write that because there were no grammatical errors in it. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. That didn't sound like him. I didn't hear one loser in there. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to let you go ahead and say what you want to say to everybody, and we'll close out until next week. Will, thank you so much safe out there. Be sensible. Don't listen to politicians. Listen to medical professionals about what you're doing. And keep coming back to All You Need to Know Radio with me and John Hollywood. That's right, guys. So thank you so much, Will, for joining us as our official co-host. Get ready for next week's show because it will be completely different. We'll be completely ready to blow your mind. I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio with Will, our official co-host, Will Cobb. Until next week, every every morning, get up in the morning and look at yourself. What have you done to make yourself feel proud? If you can't look at yourself in the morning and say, what have you done to make myself feel proud? Then stand there until you can. Good night, live from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>